Great. Hi, Hi I'm Howard Eisenstadt. I'm a professor at St. Lawrence University, and I'm speaking today with Nick Danforth, a historian of uh, the Ottoman Empire and Turkish Republic, who's written broadly on contemporary Turkey and Turkish policies. And we're talking today about uh, the crisis in the Eastern Mediterranean. And um, I guess, Nick, um, I, I guess I'd like to start with uh, you sort of telling us in, in simple terms what's going on and who's to blame. Because I think, I, I think that there's a tremendous amount of uh, blame being cast around. And, like, uh, and we, it, it might be useful to think about like where you think responsibility lies. Right. So you're starting right off with the hard questions. Uh, there's a lot going on and there's a lot of blame to go around. Uh, right now, Turkey is facing off against a range of regional powers. Uh, Israel, Egypt, Cyprus, Greece, France has gotten into the fray uh, over a host of issues relating to largely energy rights in the eastern Mediterranean. Now, where did this start? It started in Cyprus. We did a whole debate about how the Cyprus issue started. Cyprus has been a divided island since 1974. It was almost reunified with a UN-sponsored plan in 2004. That plan failed. Turkey backed the plan. Southern Cypriots rejected the plan. Uh, Cyprus has moved ahead with energy exploration uh, in its uh, the seas to its southeast. Uh, Turkey was left out of this. The Turkish Cypriots were left out of this. Uh, Turkey responded initially by blocking Cypriot energy exploration where Cyprus had actually found natural gas. Uh, and then Turkey decided to escalate this conflict, decided that if it couldn't get what it wanted by working with the international community, it was going to resort to gunboat diplomacy and blocking the international community and confronting it in order to get a seat at the table. Uh, as a result, it signed a maritime agreement in Libya with Libya, which claimed a whole swath of uh, economic access in the Eastern Mediterranean at Greece's expense in violation of uh, United Nations law of the sea. Uh, this has provoked a much more concrete confrontation now between Greece and Turkey, again, with all these other powers getting involved, over a swath of territory uh, east of the island of Crete, where it's worth noting no natural gas has actually been found yet. That's great. Um, I, I guess the one place where I, I, I kind of want to push back a little is, is I think, to my mind, um, the Turkey's sort of use of gunboat diplomacy, it, there, there would be no negotiations if it didn't force the issue. And so there's, there's the question of, you know, uh, the strategies that Turkey's using, but it's also uh, sort of what options it had available to, to address its concerns, right? Sure. Um, so, well, let me ask you a follow-up question then. I mean, right, arguing about who's right or wrong is one thing. It's always fun. It's always important. But at the end of the day, that doesn't always determine how international conflicts are resolved. Uh, how does this fit into Turkey's broader foreign policy strategy? And how effective do you think this approach uh, is going to be for Turkey? So I, I think that there's uh, there's layers to this, right? So I, I think that the 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 core issue of Cyprus is something that represents a broad consensus in Turkish foreign policy. And I suspect that uh, ignoring Cyprus, uh, uh, it, Turkey's position in northern Cyprus and the, uh, the uh, condition of, of 
the Turkish population in Northern Cyprus would have gotten a response from any government. That said, I think that Turkey under the AKP has become uh, more aggressive in its use of forward use of military power to achieve policy ends. And so far that has worked largely in its favor. The question becomes, does uh, does that past success over refugees over uh, in uh, northern Syria, does that past success mean that it will continue to be successful? And there, I think um, the uh, the the answer is less clear. I, I think that Turkey has some clear red lines that that uh, its neighbors should have recognized. But those red lines are now crossing over red lines for Greece and Cyprus, and I'm not sure that there's an easy, uh, an easy out. And so I guess, you know, with, with the minute left, do you see an out? Do you see a way for this crisis to resolve itself? No, I mean, that's what makes this so dangerous. You have a lot of crisscrossing red lines all across the region. Uh, Turkey, in trying to push back against what it seems like, uh, what it sees as a coalition of hostile powers in the region, uh, if anything, seems to be consolidating the opposition to it amongst its neighbors. Uh, as you say, I mean, the aggressive hard power approach to uh, dealing with other countries has gotten it some wins in the short term, but it's also, it's really consolidated a wide, uh, all, a growing alliance of uh, hostile powers now. And working that back is going to be very difficult. Yeah, I'm, I, I think we're in the same place. I'm, I'm not sure that I see uh, an easy resolution to this and, and the chances of things going badly are very clear.